This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Charlie Sheen has got to be a happy chappy today. Yeah? He has gotten out of paying child support to his ex, Denise Richards. How do you get out of that? Uh, apparently, uh, he got a little sneaky. An insider claims that Charlie kept pushing back a court date to negotiate the child support with Denise and he wouldn't tell her when the new court date was. It finally came up. Denise was working out of state. She couldn't attend the, uh, the, the, the court date. And then the judge decided that Charlie Sheen doesn't have to pay any more child support to Denise, Denise Richards when she wasn't there. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. Duh. Winning. <laughs> I feel like some child support payments are out of control, but I, I, Charlie Sheen, um, I don't know. Well, I did a little, uh, Google search here and you take this with a grain of salt. I don't know how accurate it is, but you type in the celebrity net worth. Who do you think's worth more money? Denise or Charlie? Yeah. You'd guess Charlie, well, right? I would have yeah. I mean, all that. Now you think I'm on, I'm tricking you. Yeah. I'm going to guess Charlie because the two and a half men money was outrageous. According to the internet, Denise Richards is worth $12 million. Charlie Sheen, around $10 million. How? Crack's not that expensive, is it? <laughs> Apparently it is. I wonder if that's his real net worth or if he's been able to hide it successfully, right? I mean, he just pulled a fast one in court. So who's, I mean, was his name in the Pandora Papers? Like, where Wasn't is all he this getting guy's like money a million dollars an episode? Yes, at, uh, towards oh, at the least end of- more than that. Towards the end of two and a half men, I don't, I don't know how ten million. Well, spending habits, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, you spend what you have. <laughs> Plus child support. Who knows what he's paying those porn stars that used to hang out with him? Yeah, you know, yeah, they're not free. The tally adds up quickly here. Uh huh. But apparently, Charlie hasn't paid child support in four years, so he still owes Denise Richards the money he hasn't paid up to now. But the child support payments, according to this judge, are ending. Okay, so he was making $1,800,000 an episode <laughs> for a few seasons. And he's got 10? He's only got 10 left. Holy. Yeah, times are tough. <laughs> Sorry, I think the kids will be okay. You got yeah. one parent with 12 mil, the other one has 10 mil. Mm-hmm. So 17 year old uh, Sammy and 16 year old Lola, I think in the long run, well, I don't know. They'll be okay financially. Financially, I think they, they may have some expensive therapy bills yeah. over the next uh, couple of years. But yeah, financially, they, they should be all right. <laughs> was a true innovator the things that he came up with on guitar he was always tinkering and experimenting and i think it uh, attributes to the fact that he he never really let go of his inner five-year-old child he he never was he never worried about what other people thought of what he was doing he didn't care about making mistakes he was just on this quest for creating something new and being a true musician a true artist and I think when you let your guard down like that and you, you become vulnerable, that's what happens. And I think it's an important, it's, 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 it's a great way to live your life because you can kind of just get on and do what you have to do. But you're not worried about, 
you know, blowing things up in the lab, if you will. It's you could you you break barriers, which is right. what he had done. It's been a year since we lost Eddie Van Halen. There is a year ago on the show, Scott Zarek, who is a very talented guitar player, uh, lead guitarist. It does all the Eddie parts in the Tribute Act 5150. Uh, he was on the show, and he was devastated. Uh, his hero had passed away. And it's so true, man. Like, you hear that guitar, and you know exactly who it is. There's the mm-hmm. famous story that Eddie Van Halen worked with Michael Jackson secretly. He didn't tell the rest of the band that he recorded the guitar solo for Beat It, right? Yeah, yeah. And as soon as the rest of the band heard it on the radio, they're like, that's Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. They call him, what are you doing? Why didn't you tell us? We know it's you. Uh, But it's so true. He developed his own sound that lives on and inspires to this day. Uh, His son, a lot has happened in in a year in the world of Van Halen. Wolfgang Van Halen put out uh, an album with a very touching tribute to his dad. Some home videos, man. If you're a parent and you watch the video, there is no way you're not going to need a box of Kleenex. It's, It's a pretty emotional ride. And we just found out last week, David Lee Roth, Diamond Dave is calling it quits as well. Hmm, you know, it's been a long time coming. I hate to say it, but probably for the best. Yeah, his voice isn't what it it used to be. People want to see the entire band, and you kind of wonder if the fact that Eddie is gone, it's given, because there's always a a bit of a sibling rivalry, one might say, between the two of them, right? Yeah, nobody wants to be the first to give up. Right, so you wonder if the fact that Eddie's gone, it's given him some perspective, thinking, you know, it's it's okay to do this now. Uh I don't have to keep keep pretending that I'm David Lee Roth from 1981. I can just be me and enjoy what we did back in that time which has changed the face of rock and roll music and the legs <laughs> and the outfits sure. and the jumping. <laughs> uh, we miss you, Eddie. And this is something I, I used to dream of doing as a teenager. Never did it, and I'm glad now <laughs> after hearing the end result here. So in the United Kingdom, Jim, a 46-year-old woman and a 44-year-old man Claire Vickers and Barry Douglas, they were looking for a good time, had a couple of drinks in them, and they decided to crawl under a fence and break into their local water park. Okay? Oh, boy. So we're, we're talking like uh, Wild Waterworks there um, by the QEW, like that style of park or East Park in, in London. Um, once they got in, they made their way to the water slides, but the water wasn't on. So they splashed some water down one of the slides to slick it up. <laughs> and this one looks like it's the one that goes straight down. The like bullet. The bullet at East Park, yeah. Which is, is it Kamikaze? What is it at Wild Waterworks? Anyways, they, uh, they put some water on the slide and... They didn't realize because it was so dark that the bottom of the slide was blocked off. Oh, yeah. They put the gate down. The gate was down. Oh, no. So they both went down the slide and both of them shattered their ankles. Oh. 
Claire only broke one. Barry broke both of his ankles. So they went down tandem. Neither of them. I, I don't know. It sounds like they may have gone one wee and then the <laughs> next whoa. Neither of them could walk after. So they were just banging on the slide for two hours until somebody finally heard the commotion, went to investigate and found these two dum-dums lying there. Oh, my God. Uh, two and a half weeks in the hospital for Claire. Both still in wheelchairs recovering. The only good thing to come out of this for the two of them is the water park felt bad and decided not to press charges. I think they learned their lesson, you know? Did they, Jim? Because they say they're going to sue the park for not having a security guard or better fencing to prevent them from breaking in. Of course, of course. They, and you never know. These lawsuits are insanity. Like, yeah, you, know, you always hear the urban legends of like a guy breaking into his house or breaking into a house hurting himself and then suing the homeowner and winning yeah i don't know if it's possible here but you never know we broke into your water park after getting hammered we went down your water slide when the park was clearly closed now we want a million dollars who knows they may own the water park at the end of this broken ankles water park they'll rename it (laughs) hey jim i know you're a big uh, fan of stand-up comedy uh, specifically dave Chappelle, who have you you have seen perform live Mm -hmm. uh he's got a new netflix special Mm -hmm, i heard the closer you haven't watched it yet though no i haven't here's a little taste first of all before i even start i want to say that i'm rich and famous and, and, and the only reason I say that is because the last 17 months were hell. And I cannot imagine what everybody went through. But I'm happy to see you. And I'm happy you're well. And I hope everyone you love is okay. I don't want you to worry about me. I'm vaccinated. I uh, got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I walk in the doctor like, give me the third best option. (laughs) I'll have what the homeless people are having. And I know you probably heard on the news, I did, I did get coronavirus. They make you quarantine. I had to quarantine for 10 days at least. They said, you're gonna have to stay in the room. I didn't go nowhere. Because the whole time when you get coronavirus, at least the first five days, you wait to see how sick you're gonna get. And it turns out, and this is true, I didn't get sick at all. Not a cough, not a booger, not a fever, nothing. Look at me. I am the Magic Johnson of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, you're looking to have some laugh skills sometimes. That's what we could play on the radio, barely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Uh, some bad news if you're in the Hamilton area. Why? Why is sewage constantly being spilled out into the Hamilton Harbor. Yeah, this isn't good. Happened again, Jim. Yeah, 353 million liters of untreated and partly treated sewage went into the Red Hill Creek on Monday. Uh, That includes 48 million liters of sewage, enough Uh to fill 19 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Uh, another 305 million liters, that's 122 pools, by the way, was partially treated before it was put into the Hamilton Harbor. Oh, good. Partially. A, a lot of it contains um, feminine hygiene products, oh, needles. No. They call them floatables, Taz. Flushable <laughs> diapers. 
<laughs> Floatable sounds like something you would buy for your pool. But it, no. it sounds like a toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It's like, something in the Daddy, tub. I want, can you buy me a floatable? Uh, I don't think you want any, kid. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it was due to a lot of rain, uh, and they had some issues with uh, the machinery that kind of screens the top of the water and usually gets that garbage, from, like it's like a skimmer, yeah. and usually gets that garbage and, and separates it. But oh, that's um, nasty. They said it could have been even worse if they didn't exhaust all the the refuge refuse whatever the word is into the into the river so it could have been even more liters or pools but <laughs> wow it's just disgusting it could have been double the olympic sized pools of uh, of waste and <laughs> hygiene products dumped into the uh into the harbor. Like, I can't even, I, I know they're trying to break it down by saying pools, but it's like, it's hard to imagine. How much that is. And like, what, like, I would love to see a before and after picture of the river. Maybe like a swan trying to swim through it after. It's just disgusting. If you were planning on doing a little fishing in the Hamilton Harbor today, oh, you boy. may want to cancel your plans. Well, what are you fishing for? Diapers? <laughs> Floatables. Floatables. You may be catching nothing but floatables out there today. How about this one? Guy in North Carolina cruising around with his five kids. There's a car wreck up ahead, so he stopped to help. One of the people involved in the crash saw him jump out to help, and she took advantage by jumping in his car and stealing his SUV. With the kids? With five kids inside. Holy moly. Is this the is this a great plot for a movie or what? <laughs> Turns out they all learned something along the way. Yeah, now she's stuck raising those kids. <laughs> the dad was like, right on. I'm free. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. Uh, the judge sentences sentences her to raising the children. <laughs> <laughs> what a sitcom. That would be an awkward ride, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I wonder how old these kids were because I have a bunch of siblings. There's six of us, and if somebody stole our car, I think we'd start fighting back pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm picturing the Goonies, Jim Kelly's siblings doing a little Goonies, uh, and the, and the Fratellis. Sure, sure. One gets the leg, gets the, covers the eyes. You know, Jim opens his trench coat and a boxing glove, accordions out and punches <laughs> the robber in the face. You know how I'm always wearing that just in case. Yeah, this wasn't a movie though. Uh, the kids were freaked out. None of them were hurt. Otherwise, we wouldn't be joking about this. And the woman was arrested for leaving the scene of an accident, okay, hmm. larceny of a motor vehicle, and here's the big one, five counts of second-degree kidnapping. Jeez, yeah, that's a big sentence. And we got to uh, give a big congratulations to David McMillan from Scotland and Benjamin List from Germany. You know who these guys are, Jim? No, I don't think so. They just won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry... Uh, for developing a tool that can build molecules, I I don't even know I don't even know what that means. A cheap, fast, and environmentally friendly way to build molecules. It's a it's a great reminder that you may think you're smart, <laughs> but you're not. Yep, not getting the Nobel Prize over here anytime soon. Imagine that, eh? Molecule. Like, like, I don't I'm want... trying to imagine, but I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I'm just I'm picturing a 3D printer for <laughs> molecules. 
and you can make it look like anything you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at all those molecules. They look like Freddy Krueger. Cool. Sure. Look at nit- nitrous. I don't nitrogen. <laughs> Is that a molecule? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I was honestly, chemistry was the worst. I, that was my worst grade in, in high school. That chart, some people have it, uh, have it memorized. Huh? That chart? You know the chart? <laughs> the periodic table? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the old chart there. You know, multiplication chart, and they'll memorize the other okay, one, too. I, I'm so stupid. I had to Google what's a molecule. I'm sorry. I'm just going to read it here. A molecule is an electrically neutral group of two or more atoms held together by chemical bonds. Does that mm-hmm. make me stupider that I understand it less now? You're more confused. Yeah. I just like that this story popped up in my Facebook timeline um, where everyone thinks they're the smartest person in the world. <laughs> Here's a nice little reminder that we're all really stupid compared to Benjamin List of Germany and David McMillan from Scotland. Now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you, Peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock joins us. Dev, we are under a week away. Tuesday, the regular season starts in the NHL. Let's check in with some of the storylines heading into the regular season. There's a kid that you like that just signed with the Marlies. Well, I, I guess he's not actually a kid. No, he's not a kid. Josh Hosang, who I think a lot of people would be familiar with. He was drafted back in 2014 by the New York Islanders, former uh, Windsor Spitfire, never caught on in the NHL, had some issues on the ice, off the ice, went overseas, and came back this year with a PTO with the uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, he is not going to be starting the season with the Leafs, but he will be in Toronto. What the Leafs did yesterday was released him from his NHL contract tryout, and he has signed a one-year deal in the AHL with the Toronto Marlies. He still eventually could be called up to Toronto, but this alleviates some of the pressure on the Leafs in terms of uh, their entire organization and, and fitting players around in waivers. And what Josh Hosang has said during the entire camp, and he's proved it with his attitude, is he was willing to do anything. He would sharpen skates, he would uh, tape sticks, he would do whatever was necessary to show he was serious about wanting another chance in the NHL. This is what you want, guys, to get that other shot, because sometimes it just doesn't work out for a number of reasons, doesn't mean that should define your entire hockey career, and so I hope it works out for Josh Hosang in Toronto or somewhere else, because he's got the right uh, mindset, he's got a ton of talent, and I just hope it works out for him. Willie clean toilets to prove his dedication. I, I'm joking. I, everyone loves a comeback story. Mm-hmm. I, I hope this guy does, uh, does what he's set out to do. What I also hope is that the Ottawa Senators owner, Eugene Melnick, gets his head out of the clouds and just uh, pulls out his wallet and gets Brady Kachuk signed. I'm not a Senators fan, but I'm also not an idiot like Eugene Melnick. He's a very rich guy. He and uh, the Senators and Kachuk are trying to come to a deal. And at this point, Kachuk will not start the season with Ottawa, and it's for the dumbest of reasons. They agree on term. They agree on the exact amount. What's at issue is the bonuses and the uh, extra that he would have to pay on top of that, which is just the stupidest of reasons. You've got a ton of cash. 
This guy is your best player. This is the wrong message to be sending to your current players and future players. Just get the deal done. And if he's hitting his bonuses, the team is doing well, which is what you want as an owner. Eugene Malnick is just such a tightwad. He's one of the worst owners in the NHL. Devin Peacock never misses an opportunity to rip on the Ottawa Senators. Although this time it's actually in support of their fans. So, hey. <laughs> You're a hero. Thanks, Dev. I don't know if this is U.S. only or if they're going to be releasing this in Canada. But Kellogg's has teamed up with fast food chain Wendy's. Oh, and, boy. And <laughs> they are making a Baconator breakfast Shut cereal. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> that would be... I mean, you might as well just have bacon for breakfast if that was bacon. the case. The Baconator Wendy's breakfast cereal from Kellogg's. No, I, uh, I'm sure you can guess. They're doing the Frosty. Wendy's Frosty chocolatey cereal. Maybe worse. I'm looking at the box. You got you got Wendy with her uh, red pigtails there. You, you have a bowl of the cereal, which basically just looks like Cocoa Puffs. The little balls, chocolate-looking balls, or the, the Nestle Quick yeah, cereal. Yeah. Uh, Reese's. Uh, sure. That's the style we're dealing with here. Tastes like a Frosty, apparently. And if you buy enough... You get oh hold on no every time you buy a box of the cereal you get a free frosty at Wendy's. How much frosty do you need? Holy cow! So you buy the cereal, your kids are eating frosty for breakfast, and then they can go get one for lunch soon. <laughs> soon thereafter. Good God! Like I mean, I love a novelty cereal. Like I, well, I mean, I love sugary cereals. I love honeycombs. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's got to be a limit. I just don't understand how fast food chains are trying to make expand their brand and get into food that they're not known for. Like, if they had a Wend- like Wendy's frozen patties you could buy at the grocery store, that would make sense to me. If they had yeah. bags of Wendy's fries that you could buy at the grocery store, okay. But breakfast cereal... It's like the Tim Hortons uh, uh, line of food that you can get at the grocery store now. The Timbit cereal. You can get Timbit cereal. I was in the granola bar aisle the other day, and there's uh, there's Tim Hortons granola bars. Like, what's that all about? Yeah, and- the Timbit cereal almost makes sense because you, you do affiliate or like associate Tim Hortons with breakfast a lot of the time. But when I think Tim Hortons, I. Granola bar isn't even on the <laughs> list of things that pop into my mind. Well, because they don't even sell those. Yeah. Corey, one of our listeners, has sent us a text message at one eight three three Taz and Jim. Says, Hey guys, I just heard you knocking the Tim Horton cereal. Don't knock it until you try it. Do yourself a favor, get Tim Horton's birthday cake cereal. I asked him, Is it good? He said it's extremely good. I fifty fifty it with the chocolate Tim Horton cereal every morning. So there's a, uh, a secret recipe from Corey. <laughs> 50% birthday cake cereal plus 50% chocolate cereal equals 100% diabetes. We are joined by our sports guy, Devin Peacock, from Global News Radio. And a story we, uh, we've been following closely this week, Urban Meyer, coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL, had a little oopsie-daisies on the weekend. Team played uh, the Bengals 
And Ohio is a state that loves Urban Meyer because he used to coach there at the collegiate level. He sent the team back to Jacksonville, stuck around, went out, had some drinky poos with his friends, ended up uh, getting, uh, getting some gal uh, grinding in his lap as he sat on a bar stool. Got a little handsy. Got a little a little <laughs> bit handsy. In the in the first video we saw, Jim, he he kind of kept his hands to himself by the looks of it. But then we did a little uh, reconnaissance yesterday, and we found another video mm-hmm. where the hands were definitely making some moves. Yeah, they were doing a little butt grabbing, and they even disappeared. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to say it, but uh, they there, were getting curious. There could curious. have been a little, uh, yeah. a little spelunking going on. <laughs> a little cave exploration. The issue is he lied to his team. I'm assuming he lied to his wife, who the same night was tweeting about how she was at home looking after their grandchildren and how Urban deserves a night out. The backlash continues here. The owner of the Jaguars has put out a statement, Dev. Yeah, I mean, here's the problem for Urban Meyer. He's got the best hands on the team, and that's why they're 0-4 right now. <laughs> hey uh, Yeah, so uh, Sean Khan is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He put out a comment saying that he's addressed the matter with Meyer and that his conduct was inexcusable and that while he believes he is genuine in his remorse, he has to regain the team's trust and respect. I mean, this is a huge problem for Urban Meyer because all the reports coming out of Jacksonville right now say that he does not have any credibility with the team. The players took issue with his apology. He canceled team meetings on Monday. And the players believe that Meyer was too scared to face the entire team at once. He went position group by position group to apologize rather than apologize to everyone all at once. So if you lose the room, then you might lose your job. I was uh, reading rumors online about the team's reaction to this story, and who knows, they're just rumors, but allegedly he was talking to one of the team, or one of the groups on the team, and uh, as soon as he left the room after his apology and the door closed, they all burst out laughing, and then one of the players said, we know that Urban heard us laughing. So he must feel like a real idiot right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, here's why he should feel like an idiot. No one knows exactly how much money he's making this year, but all of the reports were he was seeking $12 million a year to take this job because Jacksonville was desperate for some credibility. They were desperate for a big name. He is a big name. He used to coach the Florida Gators in Florida, where he's also a big name. And so if he were to lose his job, potentially if there's a morals clause in his contract, he signed, you know, a multi-year contract, three to five years. If it is, say, $12 million, he could be out a lot of money because of this decision. All because he was thinking with his Urban Meyer wiener. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, what do you think would happen if a video of you in the same situation as Urban Meyer hit the internet? Uh, I don't know who would care other than my girlfriend, but... You uh, mean your fiancé? Sure, I'd probably be dumped. Do you think that would be a wedding off situation? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know how far Urban Meyer went, but it certainly didn't look good. Um, You'd have some splaining to do. I would, I would. I don't think... 
I don't think I put myself in that situation. You but, would be entering a marriage where you never once could win an argument. Yeah, it'd be over, and every time <laughs> you left the home or every time you went out of town to, you know, a bachelor party or something like that, it would be uh, suspicion city, basically. Right. Anytime you brought that up, well, remember that time you sent the team home and you were <laughs> hanging out with your friends in that Ohio bar, and old lady in the white top and the blue jeans sure seemed to... Uh, <laughs> Oh, is she invited to the bachelor party this year? Yeah, why don't you call your friend uh, white bathing suit top blue yeah. jeans gal? Yeah, Floozy McGee. <laughs> um, the weird thing is I looked, I was looking at pictures of Urban Meyer and then like one popped up of him and his wife and then I saw a picture of the girl he was flirting with and they look very similar. Looks like, like a younger a version, younger version of his wife. So I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but I thought I thought that was a little <laughs> odd. Would you try that angle if you're in the situation? Honey, she looked just like you. <laughs> but younger. Cut me some slack. I only let her uh, grind her butt on my crotch because she reminded me of you. Yeah, just like you used to do <laughs> back in the day. Uh, He's screwed, though. I, he might be. Well, I yeah. mean, it hel- also helps if you make, you know, reportedly $12 million a year. Uh-huh. You can kind of beg for forgiveness well, in a few more extravagant but ways. But sometimes when these guys get fired, like Dev said, unless he's got some clause in there, morality clause or something, then he, they could fire him and he still gets paid. That's the dream right there. Then yeah. you have all day to sit on bar stools and have ladies grind up on you. Oh, I was going to say spend more time at home, figure it out. But or yeah, <laughs> spend more time with your wife. Sure, whatever <laughs> floats your boat. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.